0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Hamish. And I'm your other host, Aaron. And today we're joined by our one of our old friends, Rohan. And we met him at uni. So yeah, Rohan, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, everyone. Nice to be on the podcast with you guys. So
0: I'm Rohan, and I met,
1: obviously, you guys, Hamish and Aaron at uni through sort of mutual friends. And uh, yeah, since the University of Warwick, obviously, we've gone off in separate directions. So really nice to be on here and catch up with you guys.
2: Yeah, I can't. Uh, it must have just been like some house party, maybe Jitten's birthday or something at your old house. Probably must have met a few of those. Went to a few at your house as well. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I think it was when I came around and slapped all of you guys at FIFA. <laughs>
0: this is the story it goes with all the time. He, he
1: is the only one to do that. So yeah, you are, <laughs> yes. you are, the, you are the special one. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. He's uh, him I like that, but yeah, I don't. I don't like Marina at the moment. So, but yeah, wh- wh- uh, how you been since? Yeah, I've been um, busy since. So like. Since uni, obviously, just to fill you in. So I've been working. I then did a master's in data science. So I studied maths before and then did a master's in data science because I wanted to learn a bit more about technology and sort of improve my technical skills. So I did that. And now I'm working in a training job in London. Did you do the master's at Warwick? No, so I went to Bath. Okay. yeah. Bath
2: was, um, when I was choosing unis, it was between Bath and Warwick. Yeah. I was like hesitant between. And then I don't think, I don't know if Bath at the time wasn't a Russell Group uni, I don't think.
1: It's still not. So it was the same for me at the time. Like I was choosing between Warwick and Bath. And I think Bath, even though it was a muscle group, it's sort of rated, got good yeah. prestige. And it's like, employer links. And really nice city. I was quite surprised by that.
0: Well, the Warwick MSC it was also less than 9k, unless they've increased it. So that could have... And cheap living cost means that it could have been a good shout if you chose that way.
1: Bro, right, three years of Warwick was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: what. I don't even know if, Russell, does Russell Group even mean anything these days? Yeah, it usually I does.
1: I don't know. Once you start working, so like as a grad, I would yeah. have said, yeah, but once you start working, no, <laughs> not, not at all. Because at that point, if you've got a track record or experience, that's what matters first.
2: Yeah. So data science, you mentioned it briefly there. Why Why'd you go into data science?
1: So in my first job, I did a lot of sort of like financial modeling in Excel. And I realized, one, obviously, being able to automate a lot of this is going to just make life a lot easier. Or any sort of office-based job. But also, it's sort of I always like the idea of maths and using numbers to solve problems. And you in your maths degree you do it in a very theoretical way. If you want to do it in the real world, understanding how to do it with computers is really the way to go forward. So that's why mm-hmm. I went into data science. Would you class yourself in data science, Amish?
0: Yeah. Well I don't do like the actual data science part, although I know how to I guess like, you know, write all the code and stuff. I'm more of the just making sure the data scientists can do the work. Like yeah, just running the platform for it. So that's that's where I stand on it. But I have considered going like deeper into data science, but honestly, like I'm fine where I am. I think like there's more opportunity for growth where I am than there is there. Although I would like to work in that field for like that's very like specific field for like a couple of years. It's just like there is more flexibility and more skills to be gained where I'm at versus where a data science would be at. Because a data scientist is my customer, so it's just one of those weird scenarios.
2: Yeah, so then your
1: current role now. Yeah. Are you using the data science.
0: So yeah. So
1: I'm on an algorithmic trading desk. So my job it's half sort of trading related and the other half it's a little bit of software developments, just sort of building stuff in Python and sort of analysing a lot of time series and financial data. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do use it and it's very relevant in what I do.
2: Trading. When when I hear someone say trading, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of like
0: he's thinking of all those flashing screens with all the numbers, all the um you know those black screens like how it's in the World Trade Center, that's what he's thinking yeah yeah or people like are you thinking wolf on wall
2: street a bit of wolf on wall street like for like forex trading like people like who do day trading like at home sitting sitting at home and then like claim to be earning like loads of money
1: i sit at home and i trade and claim to be earning no i'm kidding actually it's funny you say that because it's like in our firm there's definitely a bit of a divide so you've got the old school traders who it's like they're always on the phones always sort of like shouting you know very vocal in what they do so it is almost like what you're picturing there and then there's sort of our team, we're an automated team where everything is done by algos, and you know it can be like a library on some days because it's like nothing said, nothing needs to be said. Really? You don't even know if trades are going through. You, well, they are, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Have you ever thought of trading, Hamish?
0: I thought but I'm just not in, interested enough to like bother. Them. Like I tried to think about it when I started, anyway. Like maybe I could use it to try up my money, but everything fluctuates so much. So like I was trying to do it in currency. Yeah? So. I was going to carefully do it in currency, like, but like not an actual, as an actual trade, I was just going to keep moving it through, for example, TransferWise, because they do really good rates, for example. So I was just going to test it there. But then the thing was, it takes like a lot. You have to, every single day, you have to research, because for at least the rate for moving currency on TransferWise is just fixed by the day. So you have to do, research every single day, everything that could have happened that could have affected the economy, the rates on each country that it's from, that you're sending it to, and your own country. So you have to balance it out. And then I just like said, fuck this. yeah. This just takes too much time on my evenings. Yeah. And there's not much gain unless I'm doing really big amounts. And I don't want to do really big amounts when I'm learning. So obviously, I just did it with 50 quid to like, for example, I did 50 quid in euros, 50 quid in USD. Was it 50 quid in Australian dollars? Um, I don't know. Yeah, then I basically left it. Because it's just like, there's people that have day jobs for this. So it's, I'm better off getting someone that's a broker that's doing this for me if I wanted to. Or investing in the stocks and shares. Either. But. Yeah, like, honestly, it takes so much research that there's a reason why it's usually a day job for people and they work such late hours because they need to know everything on either side or whatever they're doing. Is this what Samo was doing, Hamish? Samo was doing something related to crypto. So, and I don't know the yeah. specifics or anything around that. Like with crypto, I'm like the least educated person here. So
2: I'm not going to bother telling people. <laughs> but you
0: can it. have like crypto trading, I guess, Connie. As I said, we'll leave that for the experts. Check Samo's episode for a better explanation.
1: Have you heard Rohan of Football Index? yeah, I've heard about it. seems sort of like fantasy football meets trading. Like that sort yeah. of thing. So do you do that?
2: No, no. I created an account like a year ago yeah. and I was like tempted and then I just like bowled it, to be honest. Like, because I feel like, I don't know. Have you heard of it, Hamish?
0: I've heard of it, but only through you.
2: So you basically, you buy football players for like a certain amount of money, like real money. So the example they've got on the screen here, like, you can buy him for £5.62 or something. And then, depending on his performances or if he's like in the news or something, his price will fluctuate. And then you can like sell him at some point if you want. So, like, say you bought Mason Greenwood this time a year ago, he might have been like under a quid or something. And now he might be like four quid. So, you can like do stuff like that, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's something I looked at because it was like, okay, there's something I'm like more knowledgeable about than. I know, just like the foreign market.
0: The thing, the thing about why market. you shouldn't probably do the football thing, especially with regards to Mason Greenwood, because you're probably going to lose money because you put emotion into it. You'll like buy all the players you like. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, when things go wrong, you're going to be losing a lot of money in the end.
2: Actually, let me see how much uh, Marcus Rashford MBEs were
0: <laughs> I'm kind of shocked that Marcus Rashford took the MBE at passing, Like,
2: see, I told you, I'm not.
0: No, like, no, no. Because I know people like Skeptra and so on have declined the MBE. Um, there's also, I think it's Niall, jo- Niall Rogers or something? Um, and because it means you're a member of the British Empire and obviously there's historic context to that. So I, I don't understand. I guess like it must have helped him convey some other point. But I don't understand why Marcus Rashford took the MBE. Like I'm very proud of what the guy's done, but I don't think he should have took the MBE because of the historical context to the definition. You know what, it, literally what it means. And that's just my stance on that.
1: Gives him clout though
0: in Parliament. Like, guy needs it. He's
1: pushing through a political agenda. You
0: know, I know
1: what you mean. Like, it's an honorary title, but why not take him? And it does take, it does add his influence as the youngest guy in the room, politicians trying to push forward an agenda.
0: It's actually quite funny because how many times he makes the politicians get under severe scrutiny. And it's because Marcus Rashford is doing, it's quite, it makes the news, you know, that news feed that day when you hear about it, it's like, yeah, like my guy, my guy.
1: It's so entertaining. Like, as a footballer, he can make a politician jump when he tweets. Like yeah. He's definitely created that influence.
0: By the point this episode released, we also hope that they somehow also, he made the politicians' turn again, but at this point basically, MPs voted against the preschool meals during the current half term in October or whatever it is. So, and then all these companies are currently just, you know, jumping onto the scheme just to help out, make sure kids don't go hungry over the um, half term. So that's where we're at at the time of recording. Hopefully the the politicians have done a U-turn. And yeah, there was also this thing, I don't know if you lot saw related to this news, which I find absolutely hilarious. So you may remember at the beginning of COVID, they gave themselves a 3K pay rise, yeah, and they didn't want to give it to NHS workers. yeah. They passed the 3K pay rise or so for themselves. They wouldn't do it for NHS workers. And they also get like free meals or something, or very subsidized meals in the house that they, you know, do the, whatever their business is, the um, 10 Downing Street, whatever it is. Yeah. But they want kids to go hungry as well. So like their logic is so flawed because they, while well, they're happy to not only give themselves a pay rise and get free food, they're making sure kids don't get, I guess, free food that they actually need to survive. Whereas the MPs can afford it themselves. They U-turned on the 3K. Did they
1: actually U-turn on that? They put they they froze it because I think there was too much backlash. And a few Labour politicians were like, they were outraged. And they were like, people in my constituency can't eat. No way. I saw, uh,
2: I don't know, some, some MP tweeted Marcus Rashford and then Rashford didn't reply for whatever reason. And then he tweeted him again, being like, oh, at Marcus Rashford, I was waiting for your reply. I was quite enjoying our conversation, whatever. And Gary Neville just replied back being like, lad, he's he's got a game against Chelsea tomorrow. Like, let him have some rest. (laughs) 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 Okay. At the time of recording, Marcus Rashford is £5.34 on football index. So when this comes out, I'm going to see if I could have, I'm not going to buy it, but I'll see if maybe I should have, oh, I can become an affiliate. Okay, if I join by this episode comes out, there might be an affiliate link in a description. Although, gamble responsibly. If this costs camp, gamb- yeah, it's costs gambling, I guess.
0: Personally, compared to like a football index, I'd rather take better answers like Texas Hold'em. You know, like I believe in myself there more than I would know in football index, for example.
2: Yeah, I, I guess, I guess so. Like football, yeah, it's one of those things that can change like rapidly.
0: I think like maybe a good time to buy. So we were talking about like fantasy football the other day, and yeah. what a good time to be buy is when when three new teams join the Premier League. You yeah. basically buy players from the three teams that joined, at least the ones that would, you know, that you're likely to perform have been consistent performing at the end of last season. And their price would probably jump up because they'll probably perform well. Like Bamford's a good example. Yeah. Um I've had him since he's the only consistent player I've had. Everyone else has got red cards on goals. Like he's the only consistent striker I've had.
2: Wait, let me see Bamford. Oh, so I can see his price history. So okay, Bamford was sixty two pence on tenth of August, and now he's 95 pence.
0: That's good. He's literally like gone up by 50%. Yeah. Don't you get dividends for every goal
1: scored, like 5p or 1p?
2: Yeah. I th- and I think you can like buy multiples or something of a player or something or multipliers and stuff like Wait, that. So
0: how do they pay out per goal? Like how do they give you money per goal? Where did this money come from? I'm like, I understand like they're making a margin when they're selling the players. So when, yeah, but like where, where does the rest of the money come from where they're paying out for gold and so on?
2: I don't know.
1: I'd imagine they're hedging in the betting market. Interesting. So, like, they'll buy that bet in the betting market. I bet on him to score, and then they'll mm. sell you that bet at a slightly cheaper price for you, or worse price for you. Yeah. Actually, I'm just interested.
2: How much? Actually, no, let's see Marcus Rashford's history from before he started doing all the feeding the children stuff.
0: That'll be before COVID, I guess. Before he became a midfielder mm. as for FBL.
2: Okay. So, before lockdown, let's take 3rd of February, he was £4.82. And then by June, he was eight pound forty-four. So yeah, I guess he did like double. But now he's gone down to like five quid, five
1: fifty. That's mad volatility.
2: Yeah, i i don't know if I've mentioned this before in the thing, but I've—I've I've had five. I've had twenty. I've made twenty-five football bets in my life. Yeah, all one pound each, and not one-one.
0: <laughs> what were these bets? Out curiosity, like were they acres? I'd
2: say like a good half of them were acres.
0: What accas Wait, hold on. What were those non-betting people like myself?
2: I could, I, they're like where you bet on multiple things to all come through Oh. and then you get them and like I remember one accumulator I did and it was like the last one I needed was Bayern Munich just to beat some like dead German team and they like drew I was like <laughs> alright cheers <laughs> and I betted on like all the big teams I bet on like Juventus, Man City Real Madrid, Barcelona and then Bayern Munich were the one that let me down and I was like I bet I don't even think it was even for like that much money as well but yeah not made a bet since
0: I think my last bet was during the boxing thing and Gabe got collided by Jake <laughs> Paul. That, that was a big L for me that day.
1: I think I have dabbled, but don't touch it. Like I remember in first year, I think I started and then had like a stop loss. And then, you know, yeah. sort of you go on a winning streak, you start doubling up a little bit, you get a little bit reckless and then you'll start doing things you don't know. <laughs> and then I lost. So like I won a bit, I lost a bit. And then I was like, yeah, let's not do this anymore. You don't recognize yourself anymore. <laughs>
2: This, this could lead on, this could uh, be a nice transition into our debate question. Okay. We have for this week, does money buy you happiness or can money buy you happiness? Yeah. What's your first takes?
0: Yes.
1: Short answer is no for me.
2: My short answer, I think, but the way the question is, I'd say yes. Is in So I don't think there's a correlation. I don't think there's a correlation between if you have money that, that equals like the more money you have generally is more happy you are. But I think technically, money can, for some people, buy you happiness. Yeah. For some people, it will buy buy them happiness.
0: The thing about this question is, yeah, people are acting like it's just for well, them. It's additional luxury. But like, as I explained many episodes ago, like when you don't come from the financial backing, like you lot have actually grown up like way better off financially than me. So the the reason I use it is that, like, I would do anything to be in a, in a nice house like right now, um, than where I live right now. So the, that money you could actually like probably sort out a bunch of family issues that happened because of us living in this kind of, um, you know, atmosphere and all closed up. So like it would give us that, you know, that space that is quite crucial for things to just be a little bit better and nicer. Yeah. It won't fix all the, obviously the issues, but it will, as a result of buying, like I say, a bigger house and all living in it in much more of our own spaces. So I'm not, for example, in the living room, it would mean that we should be happier because um, we'd all have a space. Like I would appreciate the space, especially I know my brothers would appreciate the space and so on. So like, it's just one of those things that we know that would benefit the family. And as a result, it can buy you happiness. But obviously, if you come from like money, or as I like to say, rich, <laughs> um, if you're a rich, you may not necessarily get that context. And you'll be like, oh, like, no, nah, it, it can't buy you happiness. But when you've had all that money, like that financial safety or that financial net your entire life, it's very easy to say like, oh, nah, um, yeah, maybe I can cry in a Lambo, you know, statements like that. But re- realistically, like a lot of people, it makes a big difference. Like, even let's even bring back the Marcus Rashford point. Yeah, Marcus Rashford is basically trying to just get money to basically help buy the food for the kids. And that food for the kids will also lead to them being a bit more happier because instead of them going hungry, which will also lead to other health issues and your mental health issues, it will just keep them, you know, like it will literally buy them a bit of happiness because they'll be able to eat and then they can proceed with their normal energy and day to day tasks, whether it's education, playing sports afterwards or whatever. That's my stance on it. Don't
2: you think money can introduce problems though?
0: yeah it can, but like the initial thing to get us to that stage means that we've got money to buy us into a way better life
2: yeah i I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I said money can buy happiness for some people, mm-hmm. but i don't I don't think it's for everyone
1: I agree, so like I do see your point, and I think it can. I was more interpreting under like money won't always, but it definitely yeah, can, yeah. and money, like you said, Hamish, money can definitely solve a lot of problems, which can cause a lot of stress Mm -hmm. so money can take away that stress i think for me like what i think money's power is is it can buy you time and it can buy you freedom in your choices for starters and sometimes a little bit of clarity of mind so like clarity of mind is much like that sort of the food example you mentioned like if you're a parent a single parent who's got a kid who's like you're struggling to pay the bills having those free school meals that will give you an extra clarity of mind that's an extra three four quid a day just on lunches you know over sort of Christmas holidays, that's going to be like two, three hundred quid. you know what I mean? So you definitely have clarity from that. But I think also like other examples, freedom of choices. I think that's a really underestimated consequence of having money. Because like when you're at a point when it's like, I don't need to work in a job I don't like because I don't need to pay the bills necessarily. That's where I think having those choices is what can make you happy. But ultimately, it's how you make them. Yeah.
0: So like one of those things I would like to just add on. So when you say the the freedom of choice like for example i could never leave my job because of how dependent my fa- family are on me financially like i' would have to make sure i go from one stable job to another and in covid it's not very safe to move jobs because you become if they have to make a cut you no matter how stable they were when i join another place like the realistically the new joiners are going to be higher up on the people to get rid of or furloughed you know first and that's not that great you know if you take the risk whereas if i'm already somewhere stable it's better that i stay there than take a risk, even if it's for more money. Say, I'm only employed there for two months, and then it's all like, then it's hard to get a job again, despite experience and everything. Because we, right now, it's really, really like, you can see that even the younger generation now is struggling to get jobs, mainly because of COVID kicking in at the long side of all the other issues, I guess, in the world. So it's one of those things where, like, if I had the money, that means I could take a, you know, like a, maybe a year long breakout. That would be nice to do, whether that is like just chill for a year, just maybe just do, just like the podcast and start off full time. Maybe like if I was doing the podcast full time, like it would mean we could edit video in and so on from Zoom and everything. Obviously, that's not, that's not like a feasible option because it has to be done this way. So there's people obviously like I'm grateful for the position I'm in, but I know that I'm not saying winning lottery, like, you know, the winning the lotto or the Euro millions. I'm not saying that level of money because that, you know, people always end up blowing it. It's like historically, currently and statistically proven that people end up like pretty much blowing that money because that's a lot of money they get into life and then they just think, That's like some sort of income. So they just kind of blow it all away at once. But like something enough to keep you out of the financial duress that you get from living under a lot of contexts because people live a lot worse than me. Like I'm lucky to be where I am, as as I said in the past. So like, for example, the kids that have to go hungry without Marcus Rashford's scheme, they need that money. And that money enables you to do things like, even if that means like you have like more energy to do your schoolwork, it literally can buy you happiness. But there's a point, I guess, where it comes to the point where you're happy you don't need to earn any more money to do anything more unless you want to achieve some other greater goal, and it's not going to put you in a place where you're gonna like be in a how would i say it like under actual like some sort of financial duress or burden so like there's that point once you get to it, and there's that if you look at the average value depending on your borough, it varies like pretty much every month or every year, so it's one thing to keep an eye on based on where you live
2: I think that is what most people think about when they hear that question they're not necessarily thinking of like Or if you give like a couple quid to like someone who's homeless or something, they're more thinking of those, maybe like even like lottery winners or something like that, those with a lot of money. And I guess, would so, Hamish, do you think there's like a point, like kind of where it changes for you?
0: Yeah. So, like the easiest way for someone who's come from my living situation, and if you want to know more about that, you can just go watch the birthday special episode and I explain a bit about it there. But there will be a point, like for example, where there was none of the all the you know the stack loans that my parents have to obviously get us to where we are due to whatever issues had occurred in the past, those would be clear. I don't care about the student loan. The student loan is basically something that slowly kind of you know chips away, so it's fine. But like ideally, that financial duress is gone, and like you're living a little bit more. You're not living just to get by. You're living. You can live, and you have that bit of that luxury, like where it's easier to put stuff into savings, if that makes sense. So that there is a line, like where you don't need to, like what you're doing more is kind of just getting luxury, like especially like if you're on a stable income, whereas if you're doing some sort of creative role and you're just getting paid per like, for example, per video, then I guess like we can't, we can't actively say, but like there there's probably going to be a line where you know you got everything you need, you're living fine, whether it's rent or your mortgage or whatever, or you're, you are you're own that house flat, right? And you're just paying bills and you know, you're just living life kind of like day to day afterwards. Like it doesn't really matter. Do
2: you think at the point where you're like, you're not struggling. Like you're just comfortable.
0: Yeah. I think when you're comfortable, like it must be way different. Like the, the reason why I say this as all well, because yeah, obviously since obviously I started earning money, I can see that certain laps, certain like pieces of judgment in terms of things that I would have never done before have changed a little bit. Like before I wouldn't be able to afford to go to a concert, but if I could go to a concert minus COVID, obviously like I would, put, I would like try and invest the money towards it, whether it's out of like my takeaway meals or whatever, like before I wouldn't have like, I would, I would get X takeaway meals. Per month or whatever like you know or like I'll try to eat out x amount of times, but now I have that option whereas that's like quite nice you know that that I think also adds to your the happiness that you have the option to like maybe go out with friends and you know like have a takeaway meal or even just order food home like you don't have to cook it's like as a Rohan said like when you add these options, like it makes such a big difference whereas if you're living that you have to put like say like fifty percent plus of my salary ensures that we stay in a, a good financial position so we don't become homeless. That's different, because that means they're yeah, like any job I get has to be a pay rise. it can't be a low pay job, so if I went to, to become a radio presenter tomorrow, that's a pay cut, and that's most likely more of my salary, basically. I mean, I basically wouldn't have any expendable income,
2: but then sooner that, do you yeah. think you would enjoy that job more?
0: I would enjoy that job, but then what about when I go back home? what am I li- what am I going back to?
2: Just sleep in the radio station mate. which
0: <laughs> would you be happier so let's say you spend what
1: like what percentage of your week do you spend working? Like 60,
0: 70? I'd say like 96 ish, roughly. 96? Usually, yeah. Or maybe eight. eight. Are you including like the podcast in that? No, no, no. That's, oh, no. no, That's, that's my day job. Then the evenings, like I alternate between a You spend
2: 4% of your week on the podcast. Raw, mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. And it's just that I know I have to make it, right? So I have to put in a grind, no matter what the cost is right now, to put myself in a position where I can make it or I can make that breakthrough. It just means that. I have to do it right you know so like I can't just expect that tomorrow I'll become I'll, I'll wake up and I magically became rich like somehow I have to put myself in a position for that to be possible for that kind of thing to happen in the first place you know like even if I put myself in a position where it's only one percent possible that's one percent more than it was me sitting on my ass doing nothing what does make it mean so you said like I got to work till I make it what's that mean to you uh, make it is like so for example get my parents like the house in it, like so out of this area first put them in a nice house. And ideally I'd want to live like by myself anyways, but I'd just live in the house because obviously it's more fun. So basically it's make out of this current living situation and the debts that they have, et cetera. So free them from their financial burden and just live in, a, in an actual house, have our own space a bit. And yeah, and then afterwards I can work towards things a, lot, a little bit more like less. I wouldn't say you could see, see I'm stressed or anything, but I don't think I'm, I get stressed like that, but it'll be nice to live not under the pressure I guess. Like, I don't feel like that pressure as much, but like, if I didn't work, I'd feel really, really shit because I know that I've, I'm putting myself off like a day or a year or a week from, you know, getting to a financially free position or financially stable position, if that makes sense.
2: If you want to help pay Mish, our Patreon links in the description.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For one pound a month. You're going to start
1: a subscription based model, guys.
0: Oh, no, we already have it, but we just don't promote it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we Shout also have you. Amazon affiliate links. Yeah. So. Whenever certain things come out on Amazon, we'll put the affiliate links below. Make sure you use them. It's not that we get paid by them yet, but you know, it's <laughs> soon <come. laughs> Uh, Yeah, sorry, right. What is you going to say? Oh,
1: oh yeah. Do you mind if, so I was going to pivot and ask like, to you guys, what does happiness mean? Because it's like, happiness is a very arbitrary concept. So like, we'll go around, and just see what we think. And then, because it's like, is happiness the goal? But it's like, because unless you know what it is, how can you try and even buy it? Hypothetically with money. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think I think I'm like, I'm not
2: sad. Do you know what I mean? Like if you ask me now, I'm, a, yeah. I'm, I'm not sad. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, Does that mean I'm happy? I think, I think I'm think i happy like right now. But could I be happier?
0: I think I have a way of maybe try. I'm going to try and explain this. So basically the feeling where you don't have to worry about other stuff. Like so, you know, when you're with friends and you're just bantering about or you're on the podcast and we're not thinking about anything else and we're just like maybe like talking, whatever you're like, and you're not thinking about anything else. And as a result, you're in that moment. You're you're happy because you're talking with friends, etc. You, whether you're joking about it or so on, like that is a moment of happiness that comes. But that's because you're relieved of all your other life, the stuff in life. So that's when I guess you can be truly happy. But so if obviously in my case, what I'm thinking like would lead to a lot more room for happiness, or the time to you know stop and just you know chill, back, you know whatever. I think like yeah. So you ne- you need the financials to get to that. To be honest but like I love being out with friends and stuff like if I could because yeah that is just like a lot more fun it's a lot more yeah so just a lot more free I guess like just chilling bantering like I don't know what, what, what would you define as sad like
2: look yeah if, if May and I coughed up the money for Jane and Sancho I'd be a lot happier right now <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know happiness I don't even know if I'd say like happiness is a goal like happiness is just something I'd want throughout my life like it's not like something I'm trying to reach like I want happiness now and I don't want happiness in 10 years and 20 years. Like, happiness is something I want to sustain, maybe.
1: That's interesting. That's exactly what I believe. Because I think happiness, I think, spent so long sort of believing it's a goal. I wish I could be happier. And then sort of hit this light bulb moment where it's like, no, happiness is a mindset. Like, it's an attitude. And it's like, you can't buy that attitude. There's a sort of grab. So, obviously, you feel happy. You enjoy life when you're hanging out with your mates. You don't love life when you have to clean, you know, when you're washing, you know, doing chores, doing sort of mundane stuff. It's less enjoyable. That is a fact. But ultimately, like, you know, happy people, they still have to do the stuff they don't want to do. They still have hardships too. You know, like, happy people can still have financial difficulties. But it's how you approach those problems and how you, you know, respond to that stimulus around you. I think that's what sort of makes people happier or that changes the way they behave. Yeah, I like that way of putting it, to be honest.
0: I was also thinking, like, it's one of those things where I'm willing to trade well of happiness it takes now or, like, chilling. For the better chance for whatever future generations and whatever future that holds, like I'm willing to make it so that I put myself through much more shit right now, especially whilst I'm young and I can take it a lot more. I think than in the future when it's going to be like you know I'm like 50 and I'm like shit. Oh no, tomorrow if we don't pay the mortgage, we could actually go homeless or something like that. That's like that's like I thought you don't want you when you're older. But when I'm older, I, I just want more of a like you know being relaxed and just enjoying life. Whatever whatever's happening in life, raising kids, whatever. Like I'd just rather be chill instead of feeling that amount of work that you have to do on a normal basis right now. Just to be clear, what you're
1: doing, you're trying to, ultimately, your aim is to earn throughout your career to ultimately by yourself that sort of peace of mind that comes with financial security. Peace of mind also comes from hopefully relocating somewhere, you know, a little bit larger, whatever you're looking for. So you're looking for that and maybe freedom, again, freedom of choice. So it's like you're not totally dependent on your day job for income. Would you argue that's what you're looking for?
0: Yeah, I mean, ideally, my day job would just be the podcast and the startup like you know ideally yeah but yeah so like yeah i would yeah that freedom of choice that's a good way of putting it like just having that freedom in the future like if i work hard now i'm hopefully going to make it sooner so then it's obviously just going to be the just the start up on the podcast for longer so yeah and then just do just basically because the podcast is like something that we enjoy doing right so that's why it gets put out every week there's no way we would have done it every week if you didn't enjoy it somewhat you know yeah so it's one of those things like if this became full-time what are the potentials what are the other avenues we can explore, etc. So it definitely lets you try and make hobbies even better or make them more, I don't know, how do you explain it? like Make hobbies larger, bigger? I don't know. You can put scale to them. Like take Marcus Rashford. I don't want to call his endeavor a
1: hobby, but if he yeah. was working at Sainsbury's, he would not be able to have either the capital to make his goal come true. He wouldn't have the political influence to make his goal come true of helping people feed, you know, feed his people. Whereas like I think now, you know, he's got both those at his disposal. He's got money, he's got time, and he's got influence. And using that, he's been able to sort of really make some noise about and, you know, bring awareness to something which a lot of people would have turned a blind eye to. Yeah.
2: I think, so Hamish, are you, I think you mentioned this before, but you're more focused on like the long term
0: yeah, I, I, happiness than the short term happiness. Yeah. So I know, I know people like to say, what's that saying? People like to say, I, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, or something like that. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. fully get that saying because I'm just like, I've been planning for the bigger picture for so long that it doesn't even make sense to live like that fully. Maybe you can have moments of it, but I feel like it depends what you want in life. And like, I know I want my future generations to not ever grow up how I did. So like, I got to do what I got to do right now to ensure that doesn't happen.
2: Could it be seen as like betting? You're like betting on your future.
0: I mean, you have to you have to live off some hope, right? Like, you have a dream, basically. Like, obviously, your dreams will vary based on how you grew up in life and everything. So like you have the dream and you want to get to it and you're, mm-hmm. you're living off that hope of that dream that you can still make it, but you, you don't let go of it because obviously you want that, you know, like it's like, you know, when all these rappers say they want to live in the hills and everything.
2: Yeah. But can uh, you not still be happy while you're trying to get to that?
0: I mean, you probably can. I probably, as I said, I'm not a good person to use in terms of balance for that. Like we're an example for that. But mm-hmm. the way I see it is that I'm just putting myself in a position to put myself in the position I want to be in even faster yeah
2: i i watched a little ted talk before we started this episode and it was on like money if you can buy happiness whatever and his main point was if you think money can't buy happiness you're just not spending it right mm-hmm. which i thought was a uh, i don't know when he said that it got a lot of laughs so thought Wait, i'd include that
0: within aaron so i know your mom wants to like for example move out your current house or whatever yeah you know, like and am b- going to like live in a another area or in another house or whatever and I'll just say, she's
2: happy. been saying that for about 10 years. Yeah, no, so. but
0: like, say that makes her like extremely happy. Would you not buy her a house if you had the option to just to make her happier by doing that elsewhere? Like, say she wanted to go move to Harrow. Would you not buy her a house just to see her that happy?
2: So if if I just had like loads of money? I, you know, if you had the option,
0: be... say you had enough to make that happen for her, like you could just buy the house and then she could move there. And then I guess you could continue living in Rainham or wherever it is. Um, would you do that?
2: I'd weigh it up. I'd be like, okay, is my mom just being a bit of a dickhead? Is she just like, <laughs> <laughs> is she just using me for my money? You know what
0: I mean? <laughs> like, say she doesn't even know that you have that money and you you have the option that you, you I think have that'd that would be option.
2: nice because it'll make me happy, probably, mm-hmm. see my mom yeah. happy. Do you know what I
0: mean? So it basically can buy you happiness there, like by doing that.
2: But I didn't disagree with you. I said it can yeah. buy you happiness. Yeah, I know. But I feel like ultimately it'll be like relationships and that kind of stuff which would make me happier the
0: thing is i don't think you can't maintain them doing what i'm doing
2: yeah i also i also yeah i agree with that
0: like i think i maintain mine i think
2: but like say i don't know you gave me an option of like you basically told me i'm gonna die alone but with loads of money or i'll have like barely surviving but i'll have like a family that love me and i love them kind of thing like i'm gonna choose the family thing
0: you see, yeah, like everyone wants to like throw this hypothetical out yeah. but like if they were living in that scenario, the worst scenario there, so like, okay, well, depending on how you define worst, so the one where you're you're struggling and you're living with your family, those stresses kick in and they they can be the cause yeah, of yeah, many course, many course. arguments to come. Mm. So like, it's very easy as like and I said, all like made up for hypotheticals by a lot of people, especially on TV and when they start playing those debates. But if you never lived under that financial duress with your family in any sort of situation like that. It's not. I guarantee you, it's not the same as when you live in it.
2: Yeah, sure. So you you're, you're saying you have.
0: I'm saying like. So what you Out those two options. Why would that? Why would I be alone? Like, what do you mean by alone? Do you? What do you do mean? I, it's a hypothetical.
2: Just the same way you've gave me the hypothetical. Are you saying like I house? have no
0: family? Or do you? Do I still have friends? Like, how does that? Interest? You hustled so hard. You hustled so hard that ultimately
1: you made it. But the cost of making it is that you see your friends like a few times a year. You know they've all settled down with kids. you have not settled down with kids because. You've just been hustling. Yeah, I mean, so it's like you spent all your youth working, you've got rewards for it, but you come home to an empty house or sort
2: something.
0: Of oh, um, I thought I'm. I'm Do you know that know.
2: Thanos meme where he's like, "I've won, but what cost?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, that kind of thing. yeah yes. I, mean?
0: I'm, I'm, I mean, my ideal scenario is that in between are both of this, isn't it? Like, so I want, I obviously still want the family and stuff. Yeah,
2: that's everyone's also. ideal, but like out of those two,
0: I mean, right now I choose the right hand side, the the one where you money and alone. Really, bam. I'm telling you that no matter what you think, here, the family like beefing and one of the pure reasons of being over financial, is not nice and it's just not worth it. And I'd rather be on the other side. I'd rather feel a bit more alone. Like I'm, I think I also don't mind, I guess, chilling by myself. Like I don't mind having the alone time. Like, especially when I was at Warwick, I was like, yo, this is sick. I don't want to go back home.
1: Yeah. But then you knew you can like go into uni and see other people and all that. There's a difference, as well, when you're nine, when you're like at uni, you've got all these people on tap. There's like, you know what I mean? There's so many options. When you're an adult, that's not true.
2: Like, who's the money going to if you're alone? Like, what? When you die, what's what's, what's happening with the you money? Could, you could put it to like, charity or anything.
0: But I would probably okay. still, I would probably still like send it over to like my brother or something if I wasn't in this case a loner or something. Or I'd adopt kids anyways because I would plan to like make sure that some kids that were in a struggle could at least have a better life. Just even if it's a single dad thing, at least they're not an orphan or something, and they they can grow up a way better life than they would have if they just went through the orphanage home and the system their entire life. So like, I mentioned this in the past, so like I'd rather do that than just be the sitting there on stacks of money with basically just being in my will saying going to charity and my brother or something. You know, like...
2: Have you seen Breaking Bad? No.
1: Uh, oh, I had a feeling this was coming up.
2: Yeah, because that would have been a good like... Because Walter White, the guy from Breaking Bad, spoiler alert if anyone's planning on watching it, but watch anyway. He he basically becomes like a drug dealer. He had a family beforehand and then, like, becomes a drug dealer and basically, like, loses his family. But he becomes, like,
1: mega rich. And then he has really terminal like, cancer. So he becomes, yeah. it's terminal cancer. And it's that realization of, I am a very smart man. I've left my family with absolutely nothing. It's like those stresses you said. Like, he's worried. His first thing is, I'm going to die. What's going to happen to my family?
2: So then he becomes a drug dealer to make money for his family. But then, in turn, like, by becoming a drug dealer, he creates enemies and loses his family in the process.
0: It's one of those things, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, the scenario on the right, yeah, like I would have still like adopted like at least like one child and tried to save them from the system. A lot of my money, I feel like how I already think like would probably go to charity anyways. So like, I'm not too, or I'll try to build up my own charity to do work on specific parts. But I'm not, I don't
2: know. Yeah, it is a tough one. And I just, I do agree with you that you like, it's easy for me to say if I haven't been in that position in that situation. But yeah. Would you, would you want to win the lottery?
0: I don't play it, but you know, yeah, it would be like... nice, but I wouldn't spend it all. You know what? i would try to like, basically I'd, I'd only buy a house for my, say I won the lottery and say it was like, you know, like 10 million or something. Yeah. I'd first of all, the first thing I'd do buy my parents the house, pay off the, all the loans and mortgage associated with this flat. And then probably I'd use this, like I'd let this one out and then I'd buy myself a property, but I'll still continue my day job and everything and just leave the other money. Act like that money's not really there, but I'd have the financial freedom. If, if I absolutely wanted to stop all my work for like a year, I could do that, you know, like I'd, but I wouldn't actually like throw that money away. Like my plan is only to make sure that, as I said, they can get to a financial security and then I'd probably like will the amounts, you know, for example, like if I died like um, any time before my parents passed, for example, just leave the X percentage of this, X percentage of that, the remaining money and maybe leave that in ISIS and so on.
2: Just do you because. really think you could do all that though? Like once you get that check for like ten million, do you not think you'll be like a bit like, oh, treat yourself?
0: Why am I going to treat myself with a million pounds?
2: Uh, probably. You'll probably just buy one haircut, mate.
0: We haircut every. No, no, that that can't be.
2: Maybe short hour for a month.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> get a Turkish barber. Or give a massage for the haircut. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the Ted Baker's grooming room, you know.
2: Don't you think though. You once you have that money though, it will like. It's good saying that now.
0: I know I would have the luxury and I I would definitely probably drop my day job and just focus hard on like, maybe I'd even try and start volunteering for a charity or something because I'm like, like my day job is only there so I can survive, right? Like and make sure the family's um, surviving. Whereas the startup and the podcast is like the things that I like doing. It's just that I can't pour the time into it. So it would give me the option to chase that for maybe like safely, you know, a year or so. And if I wanted, I could invest in more properties and put them by to let's just so that they can be generating money at the same time. It depends on like really what you want. Like, yeah, so for me, it's like, I'd want my family to be happy. I want my future generations to be good. And I want to see if I can maybe focus some of the work to people who probably need it like a hell of a lot more than me. Cause if I'm at that point, then I'm, I'm good though. Yeah. But don't play lottery guys. If you, if you're in, I know that it can give you the hope that you can win, you know, like one in like wherever, wherever the goddamn probability is, just don't do it. It's not worth it. It's, you're going to lose more money over time, then you're going to win.
1: It's funny you say that because I think with lottery tickets, so like I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. Bar, but I think almost people, when they buy lottery tickets, they're almost buying onto the dream of like, yeah. it's more they're paying for that feeling of thinking, oh, this is what I do if I won that money. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? No one actually thinks about, like everyone sort of high, fantasizes about it, but no one thinks about the reality of, oh my God, that million is now 650 because I'm taxed on that. And then it's like, uh, you know, I'm glad you said the whole like passive income thing. Cause it's right. Like your money, you're not really, unless that money, you can cover your expenses. Cause as a human, you are just expenses. You will always have expenses. And unless you can go through life knowing you can meet those expenses, you're, or you're going to struggle financially at some point. Like that is a fact. Being rich is like, it's expensive. Like you buy yourself a nice house. Great. But you know, you're going to lose five to 10% of your house value every year just on maintenance. Cause like, house needs maintenance you know there are a lot of hidden costs like you want to buy your lambo lambo service replacements don't come cheap you gotta you gotta pay for that engine you know they will your sat nav breaks and it's like of course it's some unique bespoke sat nav you're gonna have to you know it's expensive and you know you've got to sort of account for that too yeah
2: hamish i've got a banging question prepared for you but i'm gonna i'm gonna let it simmer for a bit so just be prepared okay <laughs> uh rohan if you won the lottery yeah would you tell people no why would you tell people? Not all. So. Just to get gassed a bit.
0: It also makes me feel shit that I done it that way because you have to remember, like, say you yeah, you play lottery like every week, yeah, and so you feel spend... shit, like. No, no. Basically, no, no. Let me let me explain this to you. If you play, spend ten pound a week, yeah, um, on it for fifty-two weeks, that's five hundred twenty quid, yeah. And if you've been doing that for however many years and you're not winning, it, eventually it's going to start accumulating. Say you make inc- the price increases of it to play it, the odds reduce, and blah blah blah, all of that stuff happens. Yeah, you're losing more money, so you. I know, like you want to latch onto that hope, as Rohan said. Like he's, he's literally said a valid point. Like you do it for that hope, but then if you do the actual, like if you start weighing it out, you're usually losing more money. Like to be that one in, like however many millions, to win that get that exact combination and get you know the maxed amount or near the maxed amount. Hamish, hey, let's pretend it's like friends. Like let's pretend like Phoebe drops that winning ticket
1: onto the floor and you pick up that winning <laughs> ticket. Now what do you do? Because I agree with your point. He he doesn't he doesn't get the reference. Don't worry. Oh no. But so
2: you're saying if Hamish picked up a random winning lottery ticket,
1: yeah. And let's let's assume here that you're gonna you're not gonna call out the lottery one. Say I didn't buy this, so I'm gonna lose all my money. You know. Let's pretend you're gonna just take it. You could be like it's a sign. You know. You could be like
0: oh this is this is meant to happen. So this was my friend that dropped the ticket. Nah, a stranger. A stranger. Yeah. Did I see them drop it or like? I'll try and return it because like you didn't see him
1: drop it they dropped it from a balcony so in that scene a pigeon attacks Phoebe she drops all her lottery tickets onto the floor and then someone picks up the winning ticket
0: raw that's mad luck I guess the bird really shit on that person isn't it (laughs) but yeah that's I don't know like I guess I mean in that scenario there's no one knowing I can return it to and then I've just taken a winning but I wouldn't try to like live out my life lavishly based on that as I said like long term investment I probably have for more of that money in that case would have to go to charity because yeah, that's fair. realistically like, it's not even my money that I gambled on it. It just happens that a flipping ticket flew into my hand. Could you imagine the flipping odds of that and then winning it? Like, do you know how mad those odds are? <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of luck in this world, man. you just got to sort of capitalize on it when it comes. Yeah, you have to make your luck in, in that sense, right? Like, You have to put yourself in those positions, but is lottery the right way to do it? Like, at uni, I yeah, sometimes for jokes here, yeah, like I on ser- randomly, like, like maybe once a time on a Saturday, I'll be like, oh, look, that Monopoly scratch card looks lit, yeah. Boy, there's a few times I actually won it so it's actually quite funny I think I broke an even on scratch cards which was at uni so it was quite funny
2: but I, I still don't get what you mean by like is it the right way to do it
0: like basically I wouldn't feel it wouldn't be the same thing if I won it via lottery instead of like my shares in a company becoming amazing or the third wheel blowing up and us getting sponsorship money
2: you tag me on Instagram post where it's like tag your friend to be in a chance for winning
0: yeah I know
1: this this and that Yeah, but I'm, like, as what... I said
0: like I'm still but that's free I don't have to make any sort of You know, like... Time's money, mate.
1: You like the illusion of control that it's like, I can do this or
0: I've done this. I know I've done this to get that money. That's what you're kind of looking for, right? I guess, yeah. Illusion of control could be a good way to put it. That money came in from just more pure luck than it did from any sort of skill or anything that you did. Unless you designed the algorithm to pick the lottery winning numbers every single fucking week. Yeah, Like somehow you figured out how the machines work exactly and the exact numbers that would somehow roll out. And you basically bought that exact ticket every single week then fair enough you know you're a baller you deserve it you're a genius you know <laughs> live off that money but realistically for us it's just like we're going to pick numbers based on the emotion for example Aaron would pick 7 just because he likes 7 that's literally his reasoning for 7 and he would literally pick it
2: no no David Beckham I was born on the 7th of the 7th I was born on the 7th day of the week you were born on 7-7? yeah, yeah. that's rough man yeah I know that was a bit of a shit birthday I'm not going to lie <laughs> Also awesome. you're four days older than me. I think I, I think I knew we had similar birthdays. Yeah. I don't know why, but that sounds familiar. I remember that day after the bombings. Went to uh Burger King for my birthday. It was a bit sad. Yeah, that's a rough one.
0: Just Burger King in Rainham?
2: No, we went to Lakeside. Oh. Uh, Thurrock.
0: <laughs> I was to say, like, I don't remember being anything in Rainham. Wait, are we talking about London? No, no. Okay. Uh, Thurrock. So it's like south. It's like
1: south of the river. Okay.
2: You know, I think Raynham's in London, but I don't think Thurrock is. don't think okay. Raynham's
1: in London, mate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Thank it is, you. He is from
2: Zone 6. What are you chatting? Okay, before, before I get triggered, Jeff, yeah, we're moving on a bit. Okay, would either of you stop your life with Jeff Bezos? No. I see this thing on Twitter a lot where it's like he can end world hunger if he wanted to. Is that true? He can't. No. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I see that
1: a lot and I'm like, is that really true? I swear a lot of his wealth is in assets. Like it's in. All in assets. It's all in Amazon stock. Like yeah. if he sold his Amazon stock to end world hugger, he would literally trigger an economic collapse. And I'm not even joking when I say that, like the gu- a guy who's got like a trillion of stock to liquidate, he'll sell that at 50 cents on the dollar. That alone will cripple the US economy. So that's fake news. That's all fake news.
0: Yeah. Like he, I'm pretty sure he probably has a good amount in cash, but the majority of his wealth is in, like as as we just said, like assets. Like this, this is like most of the millionaires in the world, right? Like a lot of their money will be in assets because that's how their net worth is there, right? But how much of it is an actual cash that they can use? There's not going to be a whole bunch of it or the same amount. Like, for example, even Bill Gates here, like most of his thing would be in assets as well, and then he would try to use like maybe like turn profits into at least or his pay and dividend into helping the charities that he helps Mark Zuckerberg, all of that is in Facebook pretty much like whilst he does live, obviously he still gets his dividend payments, which makes him quite rich. It's still all in assets. So like if he lost all his assets tomorrow, that's basically most of his income kind of gone apart from his, I guess, you know, any stocks and shares, Isis and all that shit you got.
1: No, but that's what an asset is though. Like, so like Zuckerberg is a great example because he's actually, he's on like a dollar a year salary. So he earns his money just from Facebook dividends from stock like he'll slowly sell stock over time and i'm sure he'll have bought i think he's bought a few houses you know he's diversified mm. it's property like you can't have all your eggs into facebook because yeah. if facebook gets sued you know that's game over but again yeah like if you know say if Zuckerberg wanted to buy like a country or you know buy something with cash tomorrow no he wouldn't be able to do that Like they don't have that liquidity do you say if you want to buy a country you could no i'm not even kidding like an island These billionaires, like, they have enough capital that is more than the GDP of some of these countries. Like, hypothetically, they're good. Man, I saw Mr. B sport an island for, like, a
2: video. I don't know if that's the same level we're talking about. Hamish, would you stop your life with Jeff Bezos? Or, like, Mark Zuckerberg, or, like, someone who's basically, like, filthy rich?
0: If I stop my life now, but then do I get their experiences in life?
2: Let's say it's, like, a Freaky Friday kind of thing. You you know the video with Chris Brown and... uh, What I do? Yeah, I I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's like your memories are there, but like you wake up in his bed. Bro, tomorrow. you know
0: what I do? I'll be trying to get move some assets over to the to my Sophia, so then I wake up when I wake my coffee as my Sophia. Hamish Luckman like has like five percent stocks in Amazon here.
2: But no, no. But let's say it's a permanent thing. Let's say it's a permanent thing. A
0: permanent thing. Yeah, no, don't you don't switch thing. back. Does that, so that means I can't like be friends with the people I'm friends with right now.
2: You, you technically you can, but whether they believe you or not. Like if Jeff Bezos just walked up to like. Me on the street and was like, I don't, yo, I I'm Hamish. you
0: would want to live my life, I think it would be more me wanting to see He doesn't never he's say like. this.
2: He doesn't ever say this.
0: Yeah, but I'd want to see what his life's like. I don't know if I want to live his life.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, Hamish, this question I have for you. So a little while ago, yeah, you asked me whether I would buy my mum a house if it would like if I had the money and it'd make her happy and all that, yeah? Can I get confirmation on this? Yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So your future kids, yeah, Hamish, yeah? <laughs> Would you not buy them a pair of Nike trainers if it made Aaron, them happy?
0: You know that those conversations are all about jokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, okay, Rohan, for context, yeah, and it, the listeners for context, yeah. We are joking about, like, basically, what would you kind of um, get your child growing up here? Yeah? Like, I don't want them to be spoiled. So basically, I've tried to introduce some concept. You have to do chores and you have to work towards things that you want to do and you have to actually put in the effort. So, like, I'm not going to get them the very best Nike shoes off the get-go to go play football and then just so they can flex it, yeah.
2: My man said he's wearing. They're wearing some deco's until they get thirty
0: goals assists. When they've shown that they put in the effort, why? Why would I? I'm not gonna spoil them. Like it's not about that. I didn't have it. It's that I also don't want them to be the complete opposite and be spoiled. You know, too much money influx into a kid's life gives them too much that breathing room. Whilst a breathing room is good to an extent, like spoiling them is is stupid. Yeah. So I would just want them to kind of work towards. You know, like show that you're willing to do, do X, Y, Z for it, and you're willing to. And if I get you this, you're you know you're putting in the shift like say you want those Nike football shoes a lot you're you're playing you're doing as hard as you can you're working as hard as you can to be like whatever best footballer you want to be whatever it is yeah then I'm like yeah yeah I'll get you it just just literally show the effort and the work towards it and I'm more than happy to help you but I will I'm not going to, it's not like I'm going to send them to do it in the school shoes I'm like I'm not going to tell them to do it play it in your but you I, can
2: buy them if they're like the can't you like oh dad can I can I have some Nike football boots you can you dare can buy them a bit of happiness yeah by your logic.
0: But like, I can also, kind of, just to clarify, there are cheap night like, football shoots versus... Yeah, yeah, of course, tier. of course. If they came asking to me for a top tier one with no cause, why the fuck would they get a top tier one?
2: They want them mercurials, fam. But
0: Do they want to just flex on? They, um, they have to learn. They want to look like Ronaldo. They've seen they've seen all the YouTube videos. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay. I'm like, you need to be like, stop performing like Ronaldo and then we can get <laughs> you to the Ronaldo shoes. Perform like Ronaldo, bro. Then that, that means the next week, if they, they're like, oh, I want now, I want Messi shoes, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm going to get them that out of the blue. <laughs>
2: no i agree with that i agree with that
0: you're um, right those boots they won't
1: give them happy i don't think they'll make give them happiness like you also once you get addicted once you're like i've got these shoes you know it's an ego boost for a year it. and then a year later you'll be like oh but these stars have changed their shoes and i kind of like these shoes now you know what i mean no one's gonna buy a pair of shoes and then be like i'm gonna wear these shoes forever
0: he or she could be like every week yeah. or oh, ronaldo's getting new shoes i want new shoes i'm like shut man like wear yours till they're they're not usable and then we'll discuss on getting you or do something that is worth me rewarding you this. You know, like you can't just like expect me to just go get you. The thing about you buying your mom a house is because she's always wanted it for a long time. Yeah. And yeah. It's, but like next year, she could be like, I want, I want another house. Well, you, you can say what's wrong with the current house. Maybe you sell that. But house I can also be like, like,
2: what's wrong with the cu- this current house? could I? You,
0: know, you said your mom's wanted to move for 10 years. I assume there's, there's something. Yeah, but there's, 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 something something really, that
2: there's no, there's no like real. She just wants to move out. She just wants to pick a house.
0: Yeah, then you could, or at least you'd probably sell the, the other house she's living in. I yeah, yeah, but
2: this house is perfectly livable. There's nothing wrong with it, except we've had, uh, actually, to be fair, there's, she could probably say, like, oh, we've had mice or whatever, and be like, she wants to move.
0: But. Like, that's kind of a common issue in pretty much every area of London. So I don't know where she's planning to move <laughs> that wouldn't have Exactly,
2: yes, yeah, so that's another. That's back to my point then. If
0: this mice house is the is sole reason that that, reason. that can't run in London, like...
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's an interesting... Uh, <laughs> I, I, d- I, don't know if we, I don't know if we've had like a answer I don't know if we've come up with like an answer
0: yeah so like I'll say money can like buy you happiness but there is a point where it shouldn't be able to buy you happiness even like I can't even acknowledge that given my stance compared to you lot, like I can acknowledge that there's gonna be a point where you can't buy any more happiness you have to start sorting out things in your own life on like I guess a non-financial level so and do you think
2: happiness it. is there's it's a level there's like you can be like happy but there are le- like you can be like level one happy, but you can also be like be honest, level ten. It
0: depends happy. on what you know, right? So there's obviously we hear about these stories and we read up about these stories about people in these little villages um across the world that are happy. They don't know really much about the external world, and all they have is their village. Just they have like a dance like every week or something, and they're happy, you know. Like, and that's all they know as well. But the thing is, yeah, we live in such an advanced country and such an advanced like you know world. What we're exposed to that ours is so complicated and our standards are maybe a lot higher as a result as well just because of what we have what we know there is so that also affects i guess you and my version of happiness and your version of happiness whereas someone living in that village and wouldn't be exposed to like westernized cultures or whatever yeah like that for them that is their world and their happiness is simply oh, every saturday sunday we're just gonna you know have a dance um, with the entire village and then yeah that's it have a meal and then go back to you know just making sure we can all eat on the Um, you know farming whatever we need that could be their life you know like unexposed but whereas we've been exposed to so much like adds so much like complicated little factors that affect happiness
1: can i say though i know what you mean because it's like when you have a simpler if you have a simpler form of life or the less you know like it's easier to sort of be happy with what you know or you don't question whereas i think because we've been sort of raised by the internet i think you can sort of see there's so many different choices like especially with this sort of influencer generation like you see people out there who are happy because they're driven by what they do in their work. So they could be one form of role model. You see people who are like the sort of the KSIs who are sort of like lifestyle guys who, you know, they've had a lot of fun and sort of built a very good lifestyle off that. And it's like, if you get one, you might think after a certain point, yeah, but there could have been another path or maybe I was happier on that other path. I think as well, having too much information, it can make it very difficult to find happiness because there's always something else you can want. And it's like, you can't chase happiness. Like, you know, sure, you can buy something that gives, if you think buying something will make you happier, you're going to keep chasing it through money. And that's, I don't think that's the way to do it.
0: I was going to say with KSI example, like at the beginning, I think he thought a Lamborghini is happiness. So he bought a Lamborghini and now now he doesn't have it. He sold it, you know, so like you can see that how it changes. Like, oh, Lamborghinis, it's not practical as you grow up and it's not financially worth it. the insurance, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like you do learn as well that over time like some, I guess, more adult-like decisions.
2: Yeah, because don't you think like someone like KSR or something, maybe he would, he maybe wishes he had a bit less money or am I thinking maybe a fame? Money and fame, kind of.
0: It, I think, you know, one th- key thing is it depends on how the person thinks. Like, if a person can figure out what they enjoy doing and they keep doing that, whatever it is, then it's better. But if they're looking for external validation or looking at other people's lives of how to be happy, etc., they're not going to really find it cause they're not finding something they enjoy. They're just looking at some, what someone else enjoys and they're trying to do that because they think that's the definition of fun. So it depends on how you think about it, right? Like, if I only looked at, like, for example, watching Sidemen and everything the Sidemen do is fun, but everything I do is not. And I try to do everything they do, but then I'm not enjoying myself. It's not the same. Then what happens? Like, I'm just stuck in this shit loop. that I've completely switched to do everything the Sidemen does, but it's not making me happy. So it depends. on You need to figure out what you enjoy, like. And let's do that. Like, I didn't know I would enjoy bloody chatting show on a podcast like every week. But look, look at where we are now. Like, I enjoy that. So I keep doing it. I, and I have the option to obviously do that. Like, I could have stopped and tried to do whatever. Like, who knows, whatever else. I could have stopped and tried to do that. But obviously, I know I enjoy this. So I'm going to pursue it, right?
2: Yeah. When when you get to a certain money point as well, like say you become like,
0: you get loads of money.
2: How much would you trust relationships? As in like friends, and also maybe like romantic relationships. Like, would there always be that something in the back of your mind where really you like, okay, are they just here because of the money kind of thing?
0: I've said in the past that like, romantic relationships always be a super, super tough one. That maybe the people, I wouldn't probably ever tell anyone how much I have in my account or how much I'm earning. But like, for example, like Christian, I believe the people I came up with, I feel like it's, they're always going to be in some sort of business. We're going to form a business together, but like, they're also managing the properties that I own. And then they're just getting some um, easy income off that because, you know, they're just basically property managers. Like that would be an easy way, for example. This is just a hypothetical. Like where we grew up, like you'd want to bring each other in. You don't want to like leave someone behind. You want to bring each other in. You want to all come up. You don't want to like obviously give them just straight P. You can just slowly bring them in, make sure they're doing the the thing. Business is business. As long as you can keep business and personal separate. Like I think we do quite a good job of keeping business and personal separate because we own a startup and this. So like we basically our social time is a bit on the podcast and a bit external outside work and. Yeah, like I guess we're like maybe a better example where we can keep business and personal separate, but it's not going to be the same for everyone. Yeah, it just depends on what values you kind of brought up on. Like, but I mean, like more like new friends. I think yeah, new friends it would be. I already have. The, I guess those after kind of, you like, had money. I would. Always, yeah, it depends how those friends came about as well, right? Like, how, how do I meet them? For example, do they know me already? Are they fans? Like, what's what's going on? I think like you do want ultimately if you do sort of progress, particularly
1: like if you progress to a level where it's like you're leaving some of your friends behind. You don't leave your day once, but at the same time, you do need to sort of build a network. Do you know what I mean? Like you need, you want to hang out with people who at least understand the challenges you face. Because after a while, there's going to be a disconnect. Like if you're sort of financially free, like the point you don't need to work for your job, you know, you, you can quit your day job and you'll be fine because your passive income's supporting your life. It's whatever. If your friends aren't in that position you won't necessarily be able to relate to their pressures and they won't be able to relate to you. And especially if you've got this this from mates as equals to this sort of like, this is my stuff and you can help me manage it. Having that sort of like, there's like a leadership dynamic there. And it's like, I think that's, it can be done with friendship, but I think it takes a lot of pride to make that work on both sides. And it's a very difficult dynamic to have as friends.
0: That's why I say it can't work with everyone. It, It can only be in certain cases that it will be done well. Like you won't see every single friendship group, for example. You know what I'm going to use here? Like the YouTuber, I think Jake Paul's basically all by himself. Now, whatever the team 10 thing that they had going is all broken down. And I, I don't know whether they were friends all at first or they were all just business. But I think they were, from my understanding, they were friends before. They tried to do business together and now it's all fucked.
2: Yeah, I saw the like how, how it started, how's it going thing. So like
0: now he's by himself. Whereas like for me, if you have to leave someone, one of your day ones behind, it must be because like, maybe like they're actually dragging you down or maybe like they're actually like trying to fuck you over or something. Ideally that wouldn't happen.
2: What, what about, I've thought about this, like what if you've like started a company, it's going really well and you've started it with like one of your like day one mates or like you've brought on him or her on at some point to like help out, but then your company's getting so-and-so big. your like day one mate just isn't like, you have the opportunity to like employ someone in their role who is like just better. Like has experience, has it all? Like, it's just better at, equipped at that job. Like, what do you do, like, to your day one mate?
0: Well, I speak to them. Like, do you want to move about in the company? Like, what, what's up? Like, do you think that like, because there is this person that could maybe fill this role better? Like, do you want to move about in the company? Do you want to do some other venture? But, oh, why not discuss it first? Man? Why, why do you have to act like you're finding someone out of the blue to replace them?
2: Of course, you're going to discuss it. You're not just going to be like, oh, come into my you're fired. Like, of course, you're going to
0: discuss hmm. it. Here's a here's a AJ Tracy lyric for you. It's like, don't mix bread with the bros give bread to the bros and make sure your family's fed. That's like one of his lyrics that he has here. And it basically means, yeah, like, I don't know, from my understanding, like, I'll be like, don't mix it up. Like you could, it's like one or the other, or like you have to trade them for the other. But like try to ensure that you can like kind of give them the money to also get up on their feet. Maybe they'll leave your job and they'll become independent as well in some way. And then also you make sure your family's fed. Like, I feel like that's one of those things, right? Like you don't have to work with them forever.
2: So, are you saying you nec- you wouldn't necessarily stay loyal to your friend?
0: I'll stay as loyal as I can, but you have to remember that not everyone is compatible in terms of business and personal at the same time. Like, whilst we may be compatible to do so,
2: but say it's just quality, just it's just in terms.
1: Of, they're not; they're a good person. Mm-hmm. You work well together, whatever. But it's just
0: let's flip it because I'm like,
1: yeah, obviously, it's a lot easier when you're in the powerful dynamic. But what happens the other way around when it's like? You and your best mate have got into business together. You're the technical guy. And I'm guy. the slacking one. Yeah, you're the one that yeah. like, needs to get cut or they want someone else who's got industry connections you don't have. How do you feel about that? Because then it changes. In the situation, I might be bare salty. You know what I mean? You would be. But no. like, you put your life into this company.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would like to think if it's for the benefit of the company, obviously, I'll be mad about it. I'll be like, mm. especially in the moment, I'll be like, oh, you're my friend. How can you do this to me kind of thing? But I think over time, you'd be like, okay, and that that, that kind of had to be done. Hmm. Especially if the company then goes on to do better. If it then goes on to tank, I'd be a bit like,
0: huh. I'd like to if, think you that made also a mistake. that in Aaron's case as well, that maybe he would work towards becoming those attributes that the other person has and see, do research around it. Like, I feel like Aaron may put himself in that position to where he could try and close that gap of that. Yeah, I'd be... Make that improvement.
2: It'll be... Have you seen the, you know, the Michael Jordan, The Last Dance? Yeah. I'll be like, i took that personally, you know. <laughs> I'll go start off another cup to the side be like
1: I met the yeah, criteria yeah. but I was <laughs> not selected
2: uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah um, yeah I'll definitely try but then I also accept like say I was paying up front for May United yeah and they had a the chance to like buy Harry Kane or something like he, he's on a different level do you know what I mean like seriously that's also a different situation because I'll be just be like you know what I love May United I'll just sit on the bench I'll watch it it's calm Um <laughs>
1: But it's like, it's different. If you own the business, you can do things how you see fit.
2: Yeah. I I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. It's something I've thought about, like, especially when you see, um, and I've seen, I think I've seen TV shows like that before where two people start up a company and then one, it gets really big. And then the person who is the CEO, like has to kind of snake like their friend who they've been with for years. And then the company goes on to be like mega su- successful.
0: Would it be? Yeah. Did they like actively snake them, or did they like just tell them that this is the better business decision? Like, like there's a way. There's a way. It you was, can it was portrayed
2: it. in the film or TV okay. show, as a bit of a snake. Okay. It was definitely portrayed as a bit like you don't like that that character anymore, the one who's like the boss. Mm-hmm. Whether that happened in real life or what, like obviously, I'd expect in real life there to be like a proper like heart to heart. Do you know what I mean? But. Even if you sit down and talk to them, someone's gonna they're probably gonna be pissed.
1: That's the thing, with if you've got your mate in the business, like, or if you were the mate, the ideal position would be if I wasn't good enough at my job. So say I've done a startup, you know, in this position, and someone who chances are if you've got a successful startup, you're probably good at your job. It's just this new person has industry knowledge or connections you don't have, right? That's a resource you can't really acquire easily. But as in, if I was replaced and it was done in an honest manner, and ideally if I could keep my shares or cash out at a good price. You'd probably be like, I do understand this was for the business. Like, and I'd probably respect that. It's like you said, I'd be very salty at first. cause It's like, this is my dream. Yeah. But maybe in the long term, you'd accept this was for the best. You understand why they did it. But you can't see that straight away because you're emotionally invested.
2: Yeah. It's like Hamish, when you're married yeah, and I come to your gal, they, they see the upgrade yet. Yeah. You'd be like, you'd be sorry at first, but you'd be like, It'd be okay. A downgrade, no, you have to look down. But yeah. Oh wow, wow! I set, <laughs> oh, fuck, I set, set myself up for that one. <laughs> that's actually mad peak. I'm no, actually, that's what I, you kept I'm trying to send for yeah,
0: me. Yeah, but I wasn't even expecting you to randomly just send for me. Like you just started for no reason.
2: Oh peak! I thought that was a banging <laughs> joke as well, and I've, I've been, I've been fucked over. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on, please. Yeah.
0: Um. So earlier we were kind of discussing like hobbies and so on. Oh yeah. And I was thinking, like, um, you mentioned that you actually picked up some interesting lockdown hobbies, so Yeah. I was curious to know, like, what kind of lockdown hobbies? I think, like, the roguest ones, roguest ones, like, during peak
1: COVID, I think I got there into, like, 1k jigsaws. So, like... 1k jigsaws, as in 1k pieces? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. which is like, you spent 1k on a jigsaw, bro. <laughs> That's rich, <really> cheap, man. <laughs> yeah, it's pure gold, man. Like, you know, just... Yeah, no, actually, yeah, so just got into that, and then I think the other one, which is really weird, which is still set up So my friends and I, we started playing like Zoom poker. So we play like online. And this is the one thing that surprised me is we'd started as a weekly thing, like pandemic, like, you know, in the Zoom hype. And we still kept it going. And now we're at a point where we're like, it's actually just easier online than doing this in person. Like, it's like we created like a Zoom poker night, literally just out of the back of the pandemic. And I think now that's a tradition to stay. Are you playing with real money? Yeah. So we play for like small stakes, like 10 with buy-in. Like, I think you need a little bit in poker to keep that sensible. Otherwise, you just start doing sort of very illogical stuff because that money means nothing to you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not
2: really, I haven't really played poker to be honest. I hate me you play a bit, don't you? Or
0: have? I mean, I, I have. I haven't played any time recently. I would like to get back into it, but I'd like to obviously play with money. But I, I also I don't know. I feel like right now it's not probably a sensible thing for me to do because it's quite addicting. Like, and you have to know when to pull out, kind of like, if you know what I mean? You have to know when you have to. Do this step out and right now I don't know right now although I like to play I play against friends for money anytime like yeah. I know I know I probably for the majority of my friends maybe minus Rohan because Rohan plays so like he'd probably do a lot better he plays every week so he'd probably he'll probably make sure I get cleaned I'm out. Losing. I'm not doing so good <laughs> okay cool and okay, then that's different then but yeah like ideally like I would like to play but also teaching everyone poker how to play because you have to teach them without money and then they won't understand the same values when you put money into it like maybe they get may get emotion involved but basically I'd want to play but I can't just be playing alone poker because that's a very steep uh, that's like a rabbit hole that you don't want to go down sometimes
1: are you fishing for a request into this circle
0: no 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 <laughs> not right now maybe one day in the future invite me like we you know what actually we started we have games nights going on like every Friday so if anyone wants to join, just let us know and basically just like chatting shit for hours sometimes music games sometimes like drawing games pretty much psych every evening psych is like quiplash for those of you who don't know and sometimes we've done Among Us a few times, but there are like a few other options. But and yeah, it's actually kept going pretty much weekly. And it's basically like, I feel like it's a really easy and social. Everyone's just basically chilling in their bed, chatting shit, playing games, whatever. And it's quite nice and enjoyable. Honestly, like I think during that time, I forget about the pandemic sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's nice to get, Sounds like a really cool escape.
0: Like cool little tradition you've got. Yeah.
2: I, I, tell you, I, don't, I don't, know if, don't know if it makes me forget about the pandemic because I'm kind of like, you know, this would be a lot better if for just in person.
0: Yeah, it would be a lot better if it was in person now, but then we'd also have to consider, the fact, we have to commute back. We have more of a hard cap on time to be together, out together, whereas at home, for example, like, you know, you're just going to be in your bed anyways, for example. But the
2: money I'm spending on the commute is buying me happiness, so that's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you know poker before you started? Yeah, a little bit. So like very casually, like sort of, these are the card rankings and this is what, whereas like now, like you get to a point where it's like you actually got to think about what you're doing or why you're doing it or sort of thinking beyond, you know, what's your opponent likely to be doing? Like, are you playing online like against random people? No, nah, we just play amongst each other. So I don't play online. Okay. Some of them do. But yeah, I don't have time to do that, unfortunately.
0: That's what I mean. Like, sometimes you're better Anything off like that. Friends. Any yeah. any kind of. Is it it's gambling? gambling. It's gambling if you put money in. You can play the free version. Like Facebook has a okay. decent free version if for those of you who want to play. Yeah. But. Say anything like
2: that, even like the football index or that or anything. Even FIFA. Uh, I don't. I think I men- did. I mention this on the, I think I have mentioned this on the podcast before, but like, FIFA the ultimate team mode on FIFA in like Belgium or Holland or something has been banned because it's been classed as gambling.
1: Buying of packs.
2: Yeah, buying packs and to hope to get like, high rated players or whatever to put in your team. So yeah, bare, bare
1: stuff like that. Kids put money, kids put big money into that. Like yeah. I was surprised, but it's like my nephew, well, cousin is like 12, 13. He's like, don't want actual presents. I just want money for like in-game purchases. Yeah. It's like, I don't blame you. Like you spend most of your time on these games. Like why not make it better?
2: Yeah, I get that. But then something, the thing is though, I don't with that is also like FIFA. It's a year thing like fever 21 is going to be over in a year. And then that money doesn't like carry over Bro, all that money a is to. a one night
1: thing question. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a good one. Aaron's there. Ah, cool. That is
2: true. That is true. Yeah. I'm defeated.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take the L. <laughs> is a thing. I want to like, I, as much as I want to hate on the gener- generation that are younger than us, it's like, I actually just can't like they do everything quite well. Like I kind of got applaud to them. Awesome. We've been, uh, recording for
2: pretty much two hours. Should we round it up? Yeah, can do.
0: We usually follow the same structure for pretty much all episodes. We have final questions, call out, and then a shout Starting with the final questions. The first of the three is what is the happiest moment that you have?
1: I'd probably say like so that holiday we just talked about to San Fran and like the West Coast. So that's the first time I've really done like an independent holiday where it's like I've all so me and my sister went and it's the first time I've actually like organized a holiday. And I think it's having that freedom of doing exactly what you want. So it's like obviously uni when you live out that's your first time sort of living out you have that freedom but I felt like you sort of go through the motions a bit whereas like I think being on holiday there and doing that for yourself I think firstly that like had such a fun time out there saw so many cool stuff but it's just what that feeling of sort of being in control a little bit and you know being able to do what you want really love that
0: yeah probably made your holiday better not meeting Aaron as well
1: maybe but (laughs)
0: maybe
1: it's all for the best
0: oh equal, you Aaron
1: Oh, right. Everything happens think, for a reason, isn't it? Everything happens <laughs> for a reason. Second question is, any advice give to you, younger you? I think probably just learn to think for yourself and just sort of don't take everything everyone says too literally because they don't know best. and They're also, often most people, when they try to give you advice or tell you what to do, it's almost like they're telling themselves what they wanted to do. So probably not that relevant for you. I think ultimately just think for yourself and sort of learn to, you know, understand what's going on and what questions to ask things like that yep.
0: yeah that's actually a good one and then the third and final question here is usually the same one we ask every guest and it's okay. what is your most memorable third wheeling experience if any so this is where you could have third wheeled a couple or th- being third wheeled by someone else as a couple
1: i thought third wheeling experience meant like with you guys i mean it I mean, could every, be with
0: us many but people not, uh, claim that yeah
1: <laughs> i feel like if i sat watching you two play a game of fifa i think that'd be quite the third wheeling experience <laughs> hey have you I don't think I have. I think I don't, I, don't think yes. I think I remember seeing you beat abs and he just like went quiet, like he stopped <laughs> talking. <laughs> I re- I
2: remember coming uh, coming to your, your like eight eight the place the place where you had like eight people living there.
0: Yeah. Radford uh, Road.
2: Yeah, coming one evening. Literally just to play FIFA. I don't yeah. know who invited me, Abs or Harry or Sid maybe. I literally came there and then you had people round as well. Semi was round. Yeah think maybe some other people I literally came played everyone beat everyone got a headache <laughs> and then had to go home <laughs> I was like see ya.
0: he handed out Oh, and just
2: left uh, uh, might change might be different these days you know might have to do a bit of a reunion FIFA
1: reunion oh dude I can't lie I'm struggling at FIFA 21 like my <laughs> PS4 since moving to PS4 I've just lost it ah uh, get, get the excuses in early <laughs> <laughs> that wheeling actually so i was with my girlfriend in oxford like this was pre-pandemic and then Mm -hmm. this american who's just at the bar by herself just starts talking to us and i was kind of like i'm happy to talk to you a bit but it's like kind of here on a date right now and then it's like we moved to another bar and she just sort of got up and followed us and it was sort of like this stranger who's come to a bar alone is like telling us her story and it's like just keeps following us around town and we're like it's one of those odd oh, ones around town. So yeah. like, it wasn't in the same bar. Yes. Yeah, so we tried to do that like, you know, we stayed for a drink, did the nice thing, and I was like, I'll get you a drink. And then we we're like, we're going to move on to another bar. And she's like, cool. Can I come with you guys? And it's sort of, you know, when it's like that, you don't want to say no, but hmm. in hindsight, I probably should have said no, or you know. But yeah, I think I was just being too nice or too soft, and because yeah, was
0: she a tourist? I guess or like was she just wanted to be friendly?
1: She just moved there and wanted to make new friends. I I don't know if I would
2: have done anything different, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think if I go back, I would have told her like, "Listen, I'm going to propose to her," so she would have like got the hint to leave, obviously. Wait, did you propose to her? Did I propose to her? No, I did not.
0: <laughs> okay, bloody hell! I was like, right, oh, okay, what kind of movements have been happening in the time <laughs> we haven't?
1: So, no, you know what I mean, though, just to get out of the situation.
0: Yeah, she would have been like, "Oh, can I can I be there to watch? Can I take I'll take the pictures, etc." <laughs> and you would just be like, "You fucked it for yourself."
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad I didn't yeah I'm glad I just played it too cool. right.
0: Well, she was just willing to stick around just random stages from bar to bar yeah well that's that's bare proof <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like it's hard to be moving to a new city by
1: yourself, so I guess you got to do what you got to do to socialize do you stay in touch? no, I am um, she was very strange, so this American woman she was quite strange, like you know the sort of person is like you meet, and then within two minutes she was talking about politics, and I was like. Oh I'm here <laughs> for a drink right now. This is not what I want to be listening to. I just like talking about her life experience and I was like I didn't ask for this, but it is interesting, so keep talking. But
2: Yeah, a bit of bit of a sticky one. Yeah. Cool, awesome. Uh anyone you'd like to see come on the podcast?
1: Oh. Yeah, I've got I've got a mate called iron actually, he's so he's just he's Generation COVID, just graduated and uh Generation COVID? Is that is that a thing? <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, one of those. But he's basically just um, so obviously struggling to find a grad job. But he's basically launched a new board game, which is like quite a very so from pandemic started playing board games and he's like launching it. So he might be
0: a cool guy to go on. You should have shouted out that American lady. We could have
1: <laughs> <laughs> it got her side of the story. I'll ask Google. I'll ask Google to find her. I'm sure they'll find.
0: Her. <laughs> yeah, the final point is basically a shout, so you can basically plug and promote anything. So do you have anything in mind, or do you want us to go first? Uh, you guys go first, please. The thing is, um, my music stuff is always so outdated right now. Um, okay, so I'm going to shout out a few songs that are going to be added to the, the standard playlist, of my third wheel shout out playlist, so link in the description. I'm going to shout out um, Ice by Getz & Skepta, BLM by OFB, and um, Click My Finger by Smoke Voice. Also, if Ariana Grande's new album is out, then I'll shout out to that as well.
2: Right, Ariana Grande. You just started Ariana Grande? Here and there. Boy, first Taylor Swift, then Dua Lipa, now Ariana Grande. You're <laughs> <laughs> moving a bit mad, you know. I'm going to shout out. I'm just going to plug myself. Fuck it. Go uh, check out my Instagram or my website or my Spotify profile. Yeah, cool stuff on there. Go check that out.
0: Oh, shit. We should have shouted out Marcus Rashford. We fucked it.
2: Marcus Rashford's an automatic shout out.
0: Everybody. That came into my head, but. <laughs> I mean, you can. You can. You're still more than welcome to do it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, Marcus Rashford probably goes like saying think obviously he's brought awareness to something which like i hadn't even really considered to be honest like it's not something i've grown up with or like paid much active thought to and it's like it's quite sad to see you know there is sort of hunger going around in the country and it's so widespread so yeah and yeah i think just shout out to the people who are like trying to make a difference out there even during this time feel like putting they're like prioritizing other people above their safety and you know it's a mad thing to do
2: yeah Big up Marcus, my guy, my captain. Awesome! Thanks, Rohan, for coming on.
1: No, thank you for having me. My pleasure.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great having you on. I think we've uh, made some interesting debates on here today.
0: It was an amazing catch up as well. Yeah, yeah. Great.
2: and sweet. I guess if that's everything, we'll just speak to you next next episode. See ya. bye, All right, guys. See ya.